the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Monday morning. We're so glad to have you join us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Colado. Hey, guys. Good Happy morning. Monday. Happy Yay. Monday. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everybody had what a great weekend. Days. It was gorgeous this yeah. weekend. Gorgeous. Wow. We had a nice weekend. Going to have a great day. We'll tell you all about it in a minute. But first, that's right. That's right. Let's pray. Who's our saint of the day? By it the way? is Saint Paul, Miki, and companions. Okay. We'll learn more about them uh, with our Franciscan media saint of the day a little later in the show. But let's begin in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. O God, strength of all the saints who through the cross were pleased to call the martyrs St. Paul, Miki, and companions to life, grant, we pray, that by their intercession we may hold with courage until even until death to the faith that we profess. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, St. Paul, Miki, and companions, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today, starting off with Will Newell. He is part of the Men's Emmaus Retreat. He's a facilitator, and today he is going to talk about the Men's Emmaus Retreat. You guys, we're going to have a few interviews with people who have attended the retreat because it has changed lives, and they want men to know about this. So if you live in the New Orleans area or you are close to the New Orleans area, uh, you definitely want to stay tuned to hear details about this wonderful event and gathering. In 18 minutes, Lonnie Thibodeau joins us. He's a director of media and public relations for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. And today he joins us to talk about the new Bishop Mario Dorsonville Rodriguez that we're going to be hearing a little bit more about, getting to know him. And of course, the February issue of the Bayou Catholic Magazine. So lots of exciting things happening in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Definitely stay tuned with Lonnie's interview. In 35 minutes, Alan Migliorato joins us. He is the co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. And every Monday, he joins us to talk about raising Catholic teens in today's world. And it's always a fun interview with Alan, so (laughs) definitely stay tuned for that one. And in 48 minutes, Father Matthew Graham joins us. He's a pastor of Immaculate Conception Church in Denham Springs. And we're going to be talking about the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. We're a little bit early on this feast day, but uh, whenever we can get a priest to talk about a feast day... I always lock them in. So Father Graham's going to give us wonderful details. It's one of my favorite feast days of the year. I love Our Lady of Lords. So looking forward to that conversation. And Damien, you were right. We had some wonderful weather this weekend. Oh and yeah, forward and to uh, you get to go out week. and enjoy it. <laughs> yes, I did. It was a blast. Well, good. 
And yeah. uh, you can have a blast again today because it's going to be another beautiful day. High is going to be around 72. Winds out of the east-southeast at about 5 to 10. It really will just be nice. Uh, so get out there and enjoy it because tomorrow and Wednesday, rain is on the way again. That's right. That's what we have in store. And uh, winds are going to pick up by Wednesday. They'll be blowing at about 10 to 20 miles an hour. And the high should be in the upper 70s. But as I said, it's wet. And so... Um, be be prepared for that but it is going to provide us with a very nice friday saturday sunday we're going to get plenty of sunshine come thursday so got to take the good with the bad as i say temperatures in and around the area gulfport it's 46 as well as home in thibodeau in new orleans 51 degrees already warming up quickly and in the north shore and baton rouge it's 44 degrees those are your temps and your forecast is five after on wake up don't go too far we have your gospel and reflection coming up Good Monday morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and the Gospel today is taken from Mark chapter 6. After making the crossing to the other side of the sea, Jesus and his disciples came to land at Gennesaret and tied up there. As they were leaving the boat, people immediately recognized him. They scurried about the surrounding country and began to bring in the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. Whatever villages or towns or countryside he entered, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak, and as many as touched it were healed. Thank you, Father Chris Decker, and welcome back to Wake Up. It's 8 after the hour on a Monday morning. Get up, get after it. It's February 6, folks. We're in the month of February, and we're rocking and rolling and talking to Will Newell. He is uh, with the Men's Emmaus Retreat Facilitator, uh, and it's part of St. Dominic's Catholic Church, but men from all church parishes in the New Orleans area are more than welcome to attend. And, Will, welcome to Wake Up. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, the retreat itself, because a lot of people hear of Manresa, a lot of people hear of the Axe retreats that are going on, but men of Emmaus retreats have been around for a while, and uh, but it seems like they don't get the notoriety that some of these other retreats get. Yeah, that's right. Um, we've been around for about 15 years in, in uh, south, southeastern Louisiana, and um, we put on over 30 retreats, had over 500 men go through. Um, it's, it's a two-day retreat. Uh, there's several dynamics. Uh, it's put on by, by people who have gone through the retreat, so the team is, is lay people. And uh, it's a little bit different than men so It's a little more interactive as far as um, dynamics. Uh, it's 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 a similar to act though. Okay. And, and but yours is only for two days. Correct. Okay. Correct. It's, uh, it starts on a Friday evening and ends at mass uh, Sunday evening. Okay. So, uh, what is the whole purpose? Like, and, uh, and with acts, when you leave, you're supposed to help support your church parish, uh, Manresa. A lot of it, it's more internal in your relationship with God. Uh, what about uh, the men of Emmaus retreat. What, what, what's your primary mission? Our, our primary mission is is to 
put on these retreats and, and be fishers of men uh, for our Lord. And um, really, the, the Emmaus Gospel, or the Emmaus um, reading puts really encapsulates the entire Gospel. And, and uh, part of it is, um, you know, we're not our hearts burning within us. And, and our goal is, is to really set men's hearts on fire um, for Jesus and uh, for our faith, it's, it's, a, it's a renewal experience for, for very many men. So it's, it's quite powerful. It is powerful. I, uh, the reason I know that, I know a number of, I've not made one yet, but I know a number of men who have, and they walk away, and <laughs> they become pillars in their church parish. I mean, wow. they become very active. So there's something uh, spiritual that is happening within these retreats. When will be uh, the next retreat that men can uh, sign up for? It's at the end of the month. It's at a perfect time from then. It's the first weekend of Lent. So, uh, you know, get your Mardi Gras out of the way. Uh, if you're not going skiing, come join us. <laughs> it's Friday the 24th. Uh, the retreat starts at 4 o'clock. Um, we, we pick people up St. Dominic's, meet at St. Dominic's, and then it ends with the Mass on Sunday at 530. So uh, the retreat's at the Rosarville Retreat Center in Ponchatoula. And um, if there's... If you have questions, um, we made the clarion. We're in the announcements there on the calendar. Or you can look at uh, stdominicparish.com uh, in their bulletin. Uh, we're on page 9, and there's phone numbers there if you want to call one of the teams and ask them questions about it. Um, or we happy to send the registration. Would you mind sharing your personal experience with us while we still have a couple of minutes? Uh, yeah, I had a good faith life uh, going into it. I was pretty open to going, and, and it, it really just it, it blew me away. The, the, the Holy Spirit takes over and uh, really, really changed my life, um, deepened my faith, helped my prayer life, um, really centered me on God. Um, it, it, was just a, it was just an incredible experience. You can't really explain it. Um, <laughs> it just it just happens. It, it just happens to so many well, isn't that the truth? When the Holy Spirit takes over, when you're baptized, literally baptized by the Holy Spirit, it's it's indescribable. It's mm-hmm. and it's right. a feeling you'll never forget. Absolutely, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's, it's uh, I will never forget my first retreat. That is, that is for, <laughs> for certain. Yeah, and no matter which type you go on, it's whenever the Holy Spirit and you get connect. Look out. Uh, is there a, what is the cost, and uh, do y'all have some financial aid available for those who maybe can't afford the full price? Absolutely, the cost is two hundred fifty dollars for the weekend. That includes everything, a lot of good food, <laughs> and then of course it's, we've never declined anybody for financial reasons. Um, you know, we can work with you on, on that if, if you can't afford the full amount. So okay, and once again, where can they go to sign up or at least find the registration form? Uh, yeah, go to uh, stdominicsparish.com and look at the bulletin uh, on page 9, and that has uh, contact information for our team members, and we'll be happy to send you a registration form. Excellent. Well, good luck, and it's going to be February the, what is it, 24th, 5th, and 6th. Yes. Come back on the 26th and wrap up with a Mass at St. Dominic's, correct? Correct. Okay. Well, we got it on our calendar. 
And you can mm-hmm. also go to, uh, I think, ccmedia.com. We, you may be able to find it on our uh, events calendar as well. If not, we'll put it there for you uh, by the end of the show. So go out, and men, if you're looking to kick off your Lenten season, this is the way to do it. Men of Emmaus Retreat in New Orleans. Uh, again, go to stdominic.com, uh, and you can get all the information you need. So, Will, thank you for being with us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Will Newell with uh, Men of Emmaus Retreat. You been on a retreat lately? Not lately. No. Mm -hmm. How about you, Gabby? No, I have not. Oh, the clock is ticking. I went two weeks ago to Manresa. (laughs) That's right. Or three weeks now. you've been on fire ever since. Been on fire. You bet. (laughs) If it starts to wear off, let me know. Oh, don't worry. And I'll have to go back. (laughs) That's right. Don't can't worry. go back to Acts. You can only make it once. That's right. Yeah, I that's forgot right. to ask Will that. If Emmaus is only once, I think oh, it is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. After that, you can help out on the teams. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So cool. similar. Yeah. Hey, team effort. That's like a great opportunity. All right, folks. 15 after. Don't go too far. We've got more coming your way. And, uh, in fact, uh, next we'll have uh, Lonnie Thibodeau over there in home of Thibodeau. He's going to give us all the information, what's going on in the bayou as far as Catholic news goes. So stick around on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 6th. Today we celebrate St. Paul Miki and Companions. The 26 men and women we honor today, the first martyrs of the Far East, remind us yet again of the price followers of Jesus have paid throughout history. Jesuit brother Paul Miki, a native of Japan, has become the best known among the martyrs who died in 1597 during a period of harsh persecution of Christians. His companions who also lost their lives included a Franciscan, St. Peter Baptist, catechists, doctors, artisans, servants, elderly men, and children. What bound them together was their common faith and their love for Jesus and his church. Paul Miki continued to preach Christianity in his final hours, While hanging upon a cross placed on a hill overlooking Nagasaki, he forgave his persecutors. Following the crucifixions of Paul Miki and his companions, some missionary work continued. Finally, Christians were forced to go underground until the 1860s when Japan was reopened to the outside world. Upon their return, the missionaries found little trace of Christianity except around Nagasaki, where local Christians had secretly preserved the faith. The martyrs of Japan were canonized in 1862. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 719 on Wake Up. You're tuning your heart to the truth this morning. We're so glad to have you join us today. I'm Gabby Smith, joined by Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. They're in our Baton Rouge studio. Our next guest is Lonnie Thibodeau. He is the Director of Media and Public Relations for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. And today we're talking about the February issue of the Bayou Catholic Magazine. I have mine right next to me. I'm Always looking forward to getting mine in the mail. Flip through it because it's a beautiful, glossy uh, publication that you get every month on happenings in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. And we're also talking about Bishop Mario Dorsonville Rodriguez. Good morning, Lonnie. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hello, Gabby. Good morning, all. And um, I'm so sorry things are so 
boring in the diocese of home material right now. We have nothing to talk about. <laughs> this is so exciting, Lonnie. We've been waiting such a long time for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau to get a bishop. And tell us a little bit about Bishop Mario Dorsonville Rodriguez, because you were telling me you were bringing him to the airport. I mean, you really got to know him, and you were just the light of the press conference. So tell us a little bit about this. Well, thank you. And I'll tell you, like I just told Jeff on the phone a few minutes ago, that, you know, it's very easy you know, press conferences, and I've done so many of those kind of things in, in, in mm-hmm. my life and in my career. But it's so fun when the trend has been set that the Holy Father gifted us with this new bishop, the man that he is, Bishop Mario Dorsonville, and, and he, he's fun. He, he mm-hmm. likes, he's got a great sense of humor, he's just yeah. fun. And I knew, it's not like I asked him before the press conference, Bishop, do you mind if we just have fun? Can we mm-hmm. joke around? I just did it, because I knew... I knew it would be okay, because I knew he was going to joke around, and those who know, you know, Father P.J. Madden, our diocesan administrator, for, you know, since April 1st of last year, we certainly know he likes to have, you know, fun with, with his Irish humor, and so it, it was just awesome. It was just a beautiful, awesome day, and I, I'm glad, uh, beyond glad, blessed. We are just so blessed that the Holy Father, after these many months of waiting, in fact, it fell, uh, us getting our new bishop last week. Uh, Gabby, fell on exactly the the one-year anniversary of Bishop Bob receiving his phone call from the new CEO wow. last year telling him that he was going to be Archbishop of Louisville. On the one-year anniversary, it was 52 weeks. Um, so um, what a gift. What a gift. That's, uh, I can tell you a lot more about Bishop Mario, but <laughs> man, what a gift. He, he already is to our diocese. Well, I have so many questions, starting off with, sure. what's the process of receiving a new bishop? Um, how did you find mm-hmm. out, and, and what happens now? Right. What, what happens is, of course, you know, he receives first. He receives the phone call from the nuncio, uh, you know, letting him know that he's been uh, selected by our Holy Father as, as our next bishop. And then uh, soon thereafter, we find out. That first phone call, of course, comes to our administrator, Father PJ. He finds out he's not allowed. He's got a pontifical seal on him, so he's not allowed to tell anybody right away. And then slowly but surely over the next few days or so, he's, able, he's allowed to tell a few people. At some point, I was one of those people. So then the seal was placed upon me, and, and I can tell you, even here in my own home, my wife found out about our new bishop at the exact same time that the rest of the world found out. I mean, I could not say a word uh, to anyone. And, you know, so he's named. We have the press conference, which, which y'all saw last week. And so the process going forward will be he, uh, of course, we brought him back to the airport Friday morning. He goes back to Washington, D.C., where he is the currently the auxiliary bishop. He has been the auxiliary bishop in Washington um, it's almost eight years now. And so he goes back to Washington to finish up. He will come back to us mid-March or so, and then the actual installation will take place on Wednesday, uh, March the 29th. Um, It will be at 2 p.m. at St. Francis de Sales Cathedral in Homa. And obviously the public is invited. If, if you can't make it, if you're listening out there in New Orleans or Baton Rouge or whatever, can't make it, of course, we will live stream um, the entire installation. And again, we're calling it an installation, not an ordination. And of course, the reason is he has already been ordained a bishop. He's already a bishop, so you don't need to mm-hmm. ordain him. Um, so we will be installing him. 
so it'll be an installation as the next, or the fifth. He'll be the fifth bishop of the diocese of home of Thibodeau on March 29th. That is so exciting. And thank you for taking us through mm-hmm. that. And it's so easy to understand sure. and so detailed. But another question I have, okay, so he's sure. coming from Washington, D.C., where it is cold, there's snow on the ground, <laughs> totally different climate, to the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, where there's hurricanes, humidity, alligators. <laughs> and he even talked about that in the press conference. <laughs> yeah, he did. And and he, you know, and this is an amazing thing. He is, I don't mind telling you, he is... Um, He's eight months older than me. He is 62 years old, and he told me as we were pulling up at the airport, he, he mentioned, you know, I've never been to Louisiana before. We just turned and looked at him like, really, Bishop? This was your first time in Louisiana? He goes, I've never been anywhere near this part of the country before. Because you got to remember, in 62 years of life, Bishop Mario has only been in two places, Bogota, Colombia, which is where he grew up and went to school and went to seminary and first became a priest. His, by the way, his dad is from France. His mom is from Colombia. The Dorsonville, which is his last name, is French. Mm-hmm. So he's got that French kind of sounding last name, but, but he, he, he's more Colombian, speaks, put his way, a lot more Spanish than he does French. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, he had never been here. He had never been anywhere near here. And so, yeah, he knows he'll have to get used to the heat. He already loves the food, I can tell you that, although he's allergic to shellfish. But he loves king cake, I can tell you that. But the problem is, remember, when you get back to us to officially become bishop, we'll be in Lent. So king cake will have gone away. (laughs) So you'll have to wait till next year (laughs) to get your fill of king cake. Um, But he is, I'm telling you, Gabby, just a wonderful, wonderful human being. Just so full of fun and and light. I'm telling you, when, when it's not about the important business of the church, And primarily, that's what his job is. He Mm -hmm. is all about business when it's time for business. But when it's not time for business, he is just the friendliest, nicest, fun-loving human being you'll ever meet. So we are, I keep using the word blessed, but boy, are we blessed in Oma Thibodeau. Most definitely. Well, and it's good to see the Mm -hmm. humor because, of course, meeting someone Mm -hmm. new, you don't really know where they're coming from, but seeing him and hearing him cracking jokes, um, it really uh, lightens up the room, and it's just so great. So looking forward to seeing what he does and having him with us. I know that Homa Thibodeau is probably one of the friendliest places in the world, so... (laughs) Definitely looking forward to that. But let's talk about the February issue real quick. So I got mine in the mail, and it's a beautiful picture of the late Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. Tell us a little bit about what we can find about him in this issue. Yeah, sure. I'll mention a couple things. Uh, Again, the magazine, (laughs) you know, they're laying out the magazine and finishing up well before finding out that we've got a new bishop <laughs> yeah. coming up w- within a few short weeks. So so that was kind of tough for them. But but in the issue, yeah, uh, on the cover, uh, the late Pope Emeritus Benedict is on the cover, and the story on page 20 in there, Gabby, is about those who attended his funeral. Not necessarily local people, but for people around the world and kind of their thoughts and the things they witnessed um, when they attended his funeral. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, to me, the really, really big thing, I think, in, in this um, in, in this February issue that I want people to, to take a look at is it begins on page 35. And, of course, last week was Catholic Schools Week. And mm-hmm. so we have a tremendous special section in there about our 10 Catholic schools in the diocese, great messages from our superintendent, Dr. Mark Williams, and our associate superintendent, Jerry Byrne, 
testimonials from teachers and students and administrators of our school. A great, great story. People, you've got to read this. If nothing else, the headline will catch you on page 42. Our very close friend, Father Josh Rodriguez, now the rector of, of Notre Dame Seminary in New Orleans, yeah. of course, grew up in the St. Charles community, grew up in our diocese. I knew him when he was in high school, and there's a great high school graduation picture of him from Edie White on page 42, <laughs> and the headline reads, Catholic schools ruined my life. <laughs> and, of course, it's tongue-in-cheek. You very yeah. quickly will understand, mm. once you start yeah. reading the story, why he called it that. But it, talk about senses of humor. What are the odds that Archbishop Amon, someone important, has got to pick up our bishop, our new bishop at the airport, for that very first mm. time? And he picked mm. Father Josh Rodriguez. Mm. And I think that mm. is perfect. And Father Josh and Bishop Mario got to be good friends already from the start, and both of them have this great sense of humor. So I'm so glad that it all it all turned out like that in the grand scheme of things you can find so many other issues of course uh father pj madden's column you are the light of the world definitely take a look at that some news from the vatican so so much in this february issue lonnie thibodeau director of media and public relations for the diocese of homo thibodeau where can we go to subscribe to the bayou catholic magazine and read up on the latest news on the new bishop Bishop sure. Uh, what they can do, Gabby, a c- couple things. Either if you're at any of the 39 church parishes in the diocese, we always have the magazine stacked up in the back. Uh, more easily, if you're listening, you know, maybe in New Orleans or Baton Rouge right now, um, just go to bayoucatholic.org and just click on Current Issue, and you can go ahead and read the magazine right there. So make sure to, to check it out. Lonnie, thank you so much, and thank you for your coverage on uh, having Bishop Dorsonville Rodriguez join us in a press conference. So thank you so much for that, and looking forward to speaking with you next month. Thank you, Lonnie. Okay, thank you, Gabby. Definitely. Okay, real quick, we're getting events for fish fries, you guys. It's that time of the year. Submit your fish fry event to us at ccmedia.live. I'll post it for every Friday, or if it's every other Friday, I know everyone is different. Send it to us so we can get the word out so everyone can go and pick up a fish fry plate from your church parish. Stay with us. Alan Migliorato joins us right after the break. It's half past the hour on Wake Up. It's 35 minutes after the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Catholic Community Radio. I'm Alicia Quibido with Jamie Colado and Gabby Smith. We're happy you're with us on this Monday morning. It's going to be a gorgeous day. We're joined this morning by our friend Alan Migliorato. He is the founder of Adventure Catholic Youth Leadership Formation Training, the author of The Manly Art of Raising a Daughter, and co-author of Failing Forward Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. Good morning, Alan. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Great, great. Is it beautiful in Florida? Because it is in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, it's like 60 degrees right now and sunny, so oh, I'm not sure what it's getting up to, but it, I'm, it's looking nice. up. Nice. Good. Well, great. Well, great. Well, Alan, you know, this is a time of year that kind of spring starts to uh, creep in a little bit. You know what happens with high school students. You're either... Uh, looking towards college. I know our son's a sophomore in high school, and we got the email from the school saying, um, we're scheduling his junior year, and we're thinking, oh, already? How did, how did that happen? But stress level among high school students can, can be pretty high this time of year. 
It does. No, it does. And, and I think one of the tendencies for parents or uh, people in youth ministry to do is to try to, you know, entertain. And mm. so we entertain to make sure that everybody's happy and, you know, sun is shining mm. all the time. <laughs> one thing that we forget is that, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay to be stressed. It's okay to start getting burned out, especially for seniors, you know, this mm. time of year. They start getting a little burned out with school right after the Christmas break and and now they're back to school and now they can see the, the finish line and uh, you start to slack off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so like one of the things that I've, I've always encouraged um, the parents, you know, to do or youth ministers to do, especially teens to do, is to really dive into their, their faith uh, this time of year. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? And so I'll give you an example of something we did last, last night, if that's okay. So, oh, good. Um, and I'm, see, I'm, I'm not waiting for an answer. I'm just running right into it. That's what <laughs> you I know I always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, long as, it's, as long as it's okay, I'll do it. So good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so what we did last night is uh, the Liturgy of the Hours. Uh, we brought, uh, well, I think there was like 25 or so uh, teens into the chapel, and we did nighttime prayer, the Liturgy of the Hours nighttime prayer with them. And it was such a special thing, you know, because they're all feeling that right now. Mm-hmm. The juniors are feeling, you know, it's time to, you know, decide on a college, the the, uh, the seniors are, you know, feeling, okay, it's time to, you know, slack off. I mean, everybody's stressed in a different way. Mm-hmm. But the, the liturgy of the hours that we read together last night, and, and you know, I didn't lead it. I, I started, and then they have, I had two different leaders. So we had a leader for, um, you know, the left side of the chapel, a leader for the right side of the chapel, both teenagers, and they ran the whole thing. And afterwards, you know, it takes a minute. It takes a minute for that stress to kind of go away and to realize that we're sitting in the chapel, you know, in the presence mm-hmm. of, of Christ. And so once that, once that takes place, uh, diving into their faith like that, it really shows them, like, the, the, the things that they, they are stressed about, right? It puts it in perspective. And I think perspective mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing to, to help all of us kind of stay grounded, stay, you know, stay level, level-minded. Mm-hmm. So it was a beautiful thing. They, they led that, and then afterwards we had some, uh, we, we put on some, some ch- uh, Gregorian chants and and they, they decided that's what they wanted, that music or no music, what oh kind of God. music. Wow. Ahead of time, and we played some uh, Gregorian chants in the background, and they, they stayed inside in, in silence and just kind of reflected. And it one, one of those things where, you know, you're hoping you're doing the right thing as a youth minister, and you're hoping that, you know, this is taking, taking root. And I had mm-hmm. a bunch of these kids come up to me afterwards and say, wow, we really needed that. Thanks. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then what, what I think the coolest part was, is there was a, a girl there who was invited, just a friend of one of the kids, he invited her to come along, and she was, <coughs> excuse me, she was raised Catholic, and then her family became Mormon, and then oh, wow. she's kind of lost, you know, and uh, so she was, afterwards, she was like, you know, that was awesome, and so just to hear, just to hear, not, not their approval, mm-hmm. but that they connected with Christ on not an entertainment level, but on a, on a level that they can, they can really take with them anywhere that they go. And a lot of them, you know, there's a, there was a QR code they could scan to put the breviary on their phone. And I saw them all, like, downloading this app afterwards. So sometimes, you know, we think we need to entertain as parents when we really just need to put it in the Lord's hands. That is beautiful. And also, Alan, sometimes inviting them into prayer. Because as a teen, when they're stressed out, that might not be their first thing is, let me, let me open up the breviary, right? To, to really give them that invitation to dive deeper in. 
Well, it might not be our our natural. I mean, it, it's natural yes. for us, but we usually, you know, sometimes we'll throw a prayer like, God, I need some help here. You know? Yes. <laughs> and then we go about it trying to figure it out ourselves. You're right. But this, you know, really gives them that time. And I think for us it's a lesson, too, is just to allow that time, not just to throw a quick request up, you know, to heaven mm-hmm. and say, you know, can you can I get some help here? And then go about trying to do it our way. But just to, you know, to sit in God's presence and say, you know, even if it doesn't go my way, what is your will? You know, what's your will right now? Your yes. will is for me to use my gifts to the best of my ability. What are my gifts? And it gives us that, that meditative prayer that we really need so that when they're in contemplative prayer, uh, in our contemplative prayer mm-hmm. out in, in, in life where everything reminds them of God, that's kind of our goal. That's beautiful. That's so, so interesting. I had this a similar conversation with my, with our daughter yesterday about, you know, God just isn't there for when we need something, when we're in a panic, like you said, the come Holy Spirit of the ah kind of uh, kind of prayer, but really always and, and, and that opportunity for us to always be thankful and always have that conversation with God. I also love that you brought up Gregorian chant and it made me chuckle a little bit. My, when my children were little, uh, much younger when they couldn't sleep at night that's what my husband would play for them and they loved it and they got oh to where God. they would ask can we listen to Gregorian chant at bedtime they loved it and that's such awesome. a peaceful such a peaceful uh, thing to listen to I love that yeah. Alan that's great. Uh, just a, a little side note uh, if you want to hear some some beautiful uh, Catholic Christian music you can uh, go to our free app and we do have overflow and you can hear some music there so uh, it is on the app the little musical note I, I was just wondering was it because of the way you're singing of lullabies they preferred the Gregorian <laughs> no, no my husband is a super fan of Gregorian chant oh okay he loves it I love he, Gregorian so chant he yep. brought it he introduced I would rather him. that that's right yeah i would rather listening to gregorian chant than having someone play a guitar or a tambourine at a youth event that's just me (laughs) right that's just me i think that's a great idea so did you give them the option of uh, tambourine or gregorian chant alan no you know i funny things with me about gregorian chant like instantly ace ventura comes into my mind where he's singing all righty then and like no matter what's happening it's the very first thing that comes into my mind and i always start I kind of chuckle and then like I, I break out of it but I, I'm like all right God look you gave me this sense of humor you're gonna have to help me out here you know I love it. <laughs> get my mind where it needs to be out of Ace Ventura when nature calls and back into your presence but you know I think that's that's the way we are you know like whatever brings us sometimes I hear Metallica song and like I instantly yeah. think of God yep so um so like especially like the I don't know if you're Metallica fans but like nothing else matters if you look at the words for nothing else matters and think of Christ I've used that in adoration uh, oh. for, for kids. I've like, played it, you know, and uh, for teenagers, high schoolers, and they're like, dude, like, I, never, I never knew those were the words, you know, for Metallica to play a song like that. It's just it's beautiful when we can find Christ in everything. And then, like you're talking about like, the original question that I never answered was, how do we get them out of that, like, you know, what, what do we do this time of year? Is we don't have to worry about the time of year because if we're helping our kids find Christ in the midst of struggle, in the midst of joy and pain, then he's always with them. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, then it becomes not a, a set of rules and, and regulations to follow, but it becomes a person. Christianity is a person. Yes. And so once we realize that we're following a person and not checking off rule boxes, then, you know, then we become deeper and rooted and entrenched in our faith. Love it. I love it. Alan, that was such a wonderful reminder and timely for me. Uh, I appreciate hearing those words from you. Alan, let our listeners know where they can find out more about your wonderful ministry and about you. 
Okay, uh, you can check us out at AdventureCatholic.com or on Facebook. You can just, I think you can just type in on the search Adventure Catholic. Wonderful. Alan Migliorado, check him out at AdventureCatholic.com. You can also find out about his newest book, Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. Alan, it's always a pleasure, pleasure to visit with you. Thanks for joining us on Wake Up. All right, guys. God bless you. Thank God bless you. You too. Well, stick around. Father Matthew Graham, pastor of Immaculate Conception Church in Denham Springs, is going to join us to talk about the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes that's coming up this weekend, a beautiful feast. So looking forward to that conversation Damien will have with Father Graham. Uh, Stick around. It is 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up. Welcome back to Wake Up, Damian Colano, along with Alicia Quibito and Gabby Smith, turning your heart to the truth. And ah, here's a truth sayer, if there ever was one, Father Matthew Graham, pastor at Immaculate Conception over in Denham Springs, and he's here to talk about the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, which is Thursday, February 11th. Good morning, Father. Ah, good morning. Actually, it'll be the Saturday, the 11th. Oh, it's Saturday, the 11th. Man, where am I at? What, just oh, today's ahead. the 6th. It's okay. Oh, I was thinking today was already the 8th. <laughs> That's okay. I've got something planned on the 8th. That's why. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay for that. Thanks for that correction. Saturday. Okay. So, tell us, you know, the, we've seen movies of uh, St. Bernadette and, and our documentaries on Our Lady of Lords. What is it? about this feast day that makes things so special? Well, as always, with people being drawn to looking for healing, looking towards, all right, where is hope, and especially when suffering. And you know, the beautiful thing of this feast day reminds us of how the Lord fulfills what he did through the words of the Magnificat, how he raised up <clears throat> the lowly. And it's through, especially we see it through Our Lady of Fatima, how the Lord picks the people through, his, through Our Lady, to speak to them, to give them hope. And so, especially when it comes to going to a pilgrimage, you know, it's much more, as we always say, and then a vacation. It's about seeing through the trials and tribulations, all right, where is the Lord going to work? And sometimes the most simplest things is not through, all right, go do this, do this, do this, as we see throughout scriptures. It's simply, have that faith, and you can be saved. And... This wonderful uh, apparition now turned to a, a place of pilgrimage that draws from all around the world. It's a miraculous p- place that accommodates so many, draws so many from every background, whether rich or poor, all throughout the world, and people seeking, our, our Lord has done his work here. May I have the faith as well that if I need to be healed by him, either body and or soul, that he will do it. Yes, and I, as of late, at least I have tried to do a little research on this, there's been at least 70 true miracles that have been associated with uh, Lourdes, France? That's correct, and that have actually been uh, affirmed through the, the process of what the Church goes through using medical professionals, those of faith and those with no faith at all, and saying this is beyond explanation of science to say this is a healing. More than likely, there have been thousands and thousands of healings that people may have never reported or just not even confirmed yet. And so seeing this has been going on since the you know, 1860s, it's yeah. amazing to see a place of, that is still drawing people to go there. And I was fortunate to go there in uh, 2021 on a pilgrimage over there. 
That was my next question. Have you ever been? And uh, yeah, so can you share with us to... that experience? Is it actually in Lourdes, or is it a little town outside of Lourdes? Sometimes they use a bigger city to get you there. You know what I mean? The well, Grotto we, we and all. There, yes, we went to Fatima first, and then we traveled over then into southern southwest France. And it is in Lourdes, and it's just it's, the town has kind of basically become a place of pilgrimage and accommodating all those trying to seek to go there. And so, of course, we went during still the COVID uh, lockdown, well, COVID procedures. And so we were not able to go into for what people want to experience the baths, but we had a, uh, a chance to experience it. And actually, people said, maybe because of your experience, you get to be there longer. And so they would go through, like, washing the senses. I wash your face, wash your eyes, wash your hair, wash your ears. And I got a chance to pray and then just take my time in there. And also, besides just going to the baths, there's a huge... Um, outdoor complex where you can go light candles to pray for people who are sick and you can get candles that are the smallest that we see in a store to you can buy a candle that is i'm six two that is tall as me that will Hmm. burn for probably a week or two uh to pray for people wow and just the amount of people there that is unique that that place is accommodating to anyone if you're in a wheelchair if you're well confined to a bed it can accommodate you to go throughout the entire shrine to go pray and to be. And I never experienced a place like that. And just the reverence there, the quiet, but also just the beauty. And both the devotion to Our Lady, whereas there's the actual grotto. So everyone who sees a grotto built around a church, this is looking, kind of imitating the grotto at Lourdes. And then they have a huge basilica dedicated to Our Lady of the Rosary, and little chapels and places that, you know, so the rosary is also a very big part of Our Lady of Lourdes as well. Yeah. Wasn't she holding the rosary when uh, St. Bernadette saw her? Yes. St. Bernadette describes her, this lady, holding a rosary in her right hand, and then flowers that are yellow at her feet. And also what's unique about this is that uh, Pope Pius IX declared the dogma of the Immaculate Conception in 1854, and then on March 25th, 1858, how Our Lady revealed herself as, I am the Immaculate Conception. Now, Bernadette, being in southwest France, her faith in for her family is lukewarm. She's probably not known about what this dogma or what it means, but mm-hmm. shared Our Lady's words when she expresses this, I am the Immaculate Conception, kind of confirming, even though it's always with visions, people doubt, but how the Lord continued to work through Our Lady to prove, you know, this is true, this is real. Yeah. And so it's just the peacefulness of there, that place, kind of st- goes back to that moment you try to picture. Of course, a lot of more touristy in a sense, but now if you can just step back and see in this grotto, this place that was just simple, of where our Lord chose to speak and say, all right, here's where I would like a place to provide healing and hope. Yeah, those were the last words, I think, said to uh, St. Bernadette, immac- that she was the Immaculate Conception. Um and her feast day, by the way, St. Bernadette's feast day is February 18th, so almost a week right after. So uh, very right. holy week. If you week. go to Lourdes, you can go see her. Her relics are upstairs in the upper church off on the wow. side. At first, I would never noticed it, but then she can continue walking around, and that's where her relics are kept. Really? Over a relic of huge water with her bones off okay. at Lourdes as well. Great. Are you going to do anything special at uh, your church, Immaculate Conception in Denham Springs, for the feast day? 
What we're going to do is promote, I know it's World Marriage Sunday this coming weekend, but what we're doing at all of the masses is, is promoting praying for the sick. So putting in the prayers of the faithful, and then we're giving a card out uh, to every parishioner to pray for the sick. And then also, in my, we have a professional adoration chapel here at Immaculate Conception, and so we're going to ask all of our committed adorers throughout this month to pray for all of the sick, whether they're parishioners or in our boundaries, to pray for them. And so this would be a wonderful way that if your church doesn't offer Mass on that day, I would encourage you, pray a rosary, especially for all the sick, mm. in your parish, your family, but throughout, lifting them up. This is, this is a wonderful way asking Our Lady's intercession for them. Well, I love your passion regarding uh, Our Lady of Lourdes and uh, this particular feast day. Speaking of prayer, will you leave us with a blessing, Father? Sure thing. And let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, as we look to the words of Our Lady, to remind ourselves to trust that whatever we ask, the Lord will provide. We see how she will walk with us, continuing our daily journey, how she will take our prayers, she will purify them, present to her Son to be answered the way that we need. We look especially to Our Lady of Lords, that when she speaks, we may not understand, but may we trust. May we follow her example as she did with her son throughout his life to the very bitter end, but also through that, continue to have hope, especially amongst suffering when it comes to illness of whatever kind, whether it be of the physical, the emotional, or the mental. Our Lord, you, you can provide your healing hand and support. And may the blessing of Almighty God be upon you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, beautiful. Father Matthew Graham, thank you as always for being with us on Wake Up. My pleasure. Thank you all. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My goodness. That is on my bucket list. I would love to go to Lord's mm-hmm. one day. Absolutely incredible. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. We have events in our listening area. We will give you details about Debbie Shelley with the Catholic Commentator and the Diocese of Baton Rouge will update us on this week's issue. Michael Acalda with St. Vincent de Paul will update us. And Father Bryce Lundgren talks about his book called The Catholic Cowboy Way, Finding Peace and Purpose on the Bronx called life. Have a wonderful Monday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.